Hello, you guys, and welcome back to The Lively Pod with your host, Lauren Elizabeth. I'm going to be honest, it has been a lot longer than I wanted to have this podcast episode up and running. If you don't follow me on Instagram, then you don't know that my computer was glitching two weeks ago now, and it just wasn't allowing me to do anything for the podcast or really open any apps, like the mail app wouldn't even open. And then the following Wednesday, it had died, died, and just would not turn back on. And so after a few trips to the Apple store, we are all good to go now with the latest and greatest technology and a lot less money in my bank account, sadly. (laughs) So in a nutshell, this episode was a very long time coming. Today, I want to dive deeper into holistic health like I've never done before. I have started a health coaching program with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to further my nutrition education, but also to further my holistic health education. I was a psychology and nutrition double major, and so I got a lot of this back and forth between the mind-body connection, emotional eating, how that affects our nutrition, how our nutrition affects our mental state, and so a lot of my education background has been in this idea that your mental health and physical health are not separated by any state and they are intertwined in more ways than we know. And so I wanted to dive deeper into the meaning of what does whole person health mean? How can you look at the whole person, all aspects of their life, their career, their finances, their physical activity, their nutrition, what's on their plate? How can you take all of that knowledge and turn it into their optimal living state? How can they live and be their liveliest selves? How can they become better versions of themselves? How can they level up? And so with that, the IIN program that I'm doing is focusing on all areas of health, not just nutrition, but it also provides this deep background in lots of nutrition theories and therapies and things of that nature so that I can combine my love of nutrition with my love of looking at the person as a whole and not just as a piece. So with that, my content is evolving and I think you all are going to love it. The concepts I'll teach are relatable. They can give you a fresh perspective to your own health that you may need to achieve the things you're set out to do. A key aspect of holistic health is the concept of bioindividuality, which is the idea that each person has unique needs and these needs can change over the course of a lifetime. Not one diet plan will work for everyone, not one type of career style will be the optimal situation for you, and not one relationship will be right for everyone their entire lives, which just means that relationships evolve and adapt as we grow as people. Thinking about not only the difference in genetics of each person, but also the different life circumstances, the different financial wellness, and whether people are introverts or extroverts, of course it makes sense that we are all unique and will require a unique path to health. However, the part that is also just as important is that as we evolve as people and do the same things that made you healthy when you were a teenager, They will not be the same things that make you healthy as an adult, and learning how to change and adapt your methods to best optimize your health in the now can be hard. 
That's exactly what health coaches are trained to do. And hopefully my content will help you figure out exactly what you need to be doing in the now to achieve your optimal health. And it's something that you'll always come back to and always be evolving in and adapting in. Because if there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that change is the only constant. And so you'll constantly be revisiting these topics and these motivations that require you to up-level your life to become the healthiest you. And so that's exactly what I strive to do. Help you find what aspects of wellness, health, and nutrition you could benefit from in the now, knowing that it may be different or the same as before and could change down the road, and I'll be there to support you whenever it does change. Anyway, let's dive into the topic of today, which is primary food. Primary food is opposed to secondary food, and so primary food is the food that nourishes you off the plate, and it has many different layers to it. Secondary food is the food on your plate that nourishes you from the inside out. You can be the world's healthiest nutrition nut, drinking your green juices, going to yoga, lifting every day, and just being ultra healthy. And without balancing out your primary foods, you will never feel truly happy and whole as a person. So that's why we're starting here, and we'll go through the different aspects that you can dive into to increase your nourishment in primary foods. There's 12 different areas, and we're going to run through each one in this episode. So we'll start off with what most people think of when they think of health, nutrition, wellness, and just overall, you look at a person and you're like, wow, they're really healthy by the outside. You can call that your physical activity. That is the primary food of physical activity. All of our bodies thrive on movement. However, that movement can be drastically different from person to person. Whether it's running, lifting, tai chi, or dancing, it's important that you find a type of movement that nourishes your mind, body, and soul to provide a sense of balance in this area of primary food. It's honestly taken me a while to realize which type of movements my body craves and which one nourishes me the most. And I'm going to tell you right now, it changes every single week. One week I'll be really into yoga and my body's craving that kind of mind-body connection that yoga gives me. And another week it's just completely going off, lifting, and I want no thoughts. It's just where I can go to disconnect from the world and focus in the gym. And so this area has specifically taught me that you can change what type of food you're nourishing yourself with day by day. Just take it as it is. What is your body craving in the moment? Maybe you just need to go for a really long walk. If you're not feeling like doing any movement that day, at least a long walk or a hike getting into nature can completely change the way you view your health and wellness. The next area of primary food that we're going to go into is relationships. Relationships are your connection to other human beings. It's an important form of support, connection, and love that nourishes you deeply. So think of this area as like family, friends, colleagues, etc. In the program, they teach that there are these things called caresses, which are groups of people who gather together to serve a common purpose in life. 
and they're bringing apart something greater than themselves something that they're all working towards together and so for example my cross would be people who are helping lift others up in order to create the healthiest versions of themselves so other health coaches nutritionists doctors all of us working together to serve a common purpose can be your caress so it's not even just the people that you surround yourself with but it can also just be how can you nurture relationships deeper with friends and family and people who are like-minded around you Next, we have social life. So social life is the primary food of engaging in activities to build new connections, maintain existing friendships, chatting with someone you don't know, or just building a sense of belonging in a community. That's what's always hard about moving to a new city is you lose this social life in person. And so something that I'm experiencing right now is building that back up, finding new yoga community to get involved in, finding new entrepreneurs in the area that have same realistic life goals as I do, finding friends that Will's involved with in the medical school. And so just really finding and building and expanding this community aspect. There was a study done in Rosetta, Pennsylvania, where this community had gotten together and the doctors of the area started noticing that they were living way longer than the average Pennsylvanian and they were also not getting heart disease. They weren't getting diabetes. They weren't getting a lot of these chronic illness conditions to the level that surrounding counties and communities were getting. And so they had people come in to do research on what is causing these people to be so different than the ones that are surrounding them. They looked at their nutrition. They were eating meatballs fried in lard. They were drinking every single night. They were had, a, had the same fast food eating habits that everyone else around them had. So it wasn't nutrition that was knocked out. They looked into physical wellness. Maybe they're more active. It wasn't that. They had the same types of jobs, nine to fives, sitting at a desk. It wasn't their physical activity. So what they ended up finding is that one primary food was being fulfilled that others in the community were not. And that is that this one community, they were living in multi-generational homes. They had a sense of purpose in their work and they really relied on everyone within their community to support them. They would walk over to friends' houses and just open the door, go in, have a drink, and then pop to the next one. And they had an abundance of a social life. And so as the kids got older, they left the communities, they married out, the multi-generational homes started to decrease, and the community of Rosetta, Pennsylvania kind of dwindled. And as it dwindled, the heart disease increased chronic illness started spreading and they went to become just like every other community around them in Pennsylvania, disease ridden and dying earlier than they had it previously. And so it just goes to show you how important this one aspect is and that people are not meant to be lonely and that you can find this social aspect and it can complete you in so many different ways. 
Next, we'll talk about joy, which is the primary food of experiencing positive emotional recognizable through physical expressions such as laughter, a smile, or a sense of lightness in the body. It can come from external sources like a child smiling at you or by connecting something in alignment with yourself and your values. So I encourage you to think about what provides you joy, what just naturally makes you laugh, what brings a smile to your face, and what can you get kind of caught up in the flow of doing and lose track of time. This is your joy primary food. Next, we have spirituality, which has been something that I've been working on because I'm not a religious person. I didn't grow up in a religious household, and so it's something that I have always felt disconnected with, but it's something that I'm realizing is how I'm going to work to find my purpose. It's finding those meaningful connections that allow you to view life with deeper significance, such as your identity, values, sense of purpose, and even something greater than yourself. And so spirituality and religion are completely separate entities while they can also be combined to serve the greater purpose to God or whomever you believe in. And so for me, this aspect is just really aligning with my values and what I want to do with my life here on earth. And so what is my greater purpose? This is how I will be connecting to spirituality. And so I encourage you to look deeper into what do you find is your purpose? What are your values? Are you a valued-centered person around family? What are things that you can enlighten in yourself that can be in this spiritual category? Next, we have creativity. This is self-expression in any medium and the ability to make connections between existing ideas or come up with new solutions to a common problem. It can look like cooking, even just cooking your nightly meals. This can be a creative outlet for you, or maybe it's drawing or music. I have one friend who loves to make Spotify playlists and she makes them all the time and that's a creative outlet. And so engaging in creative adventures and avenues can really bring a part of you alive that you may have had dormant for a while because in school we're taught to sit and listen and check all these boxes and then in the careers people are set hours and told to do this and that without being able to really have a much of a creative freedom often. Next comes finances and understanding and being in control of your finances in a way that works for you as a bio individual can lead to feelings of freedom, comfort, and confidence that can improve health in many ways. Ask yourself, are you living in a way that suits you or the people around you? This is something that I've heard in a lot of YouTube videos around finances is that as we go on in life, we are making more money and we upgrade our lives constantly because you're not going to live how you lived in college when you have a family of four. However, 
when looking at this, it's easy to get caught up in, in what you should have or what you should be living like. When in reality, you may not need that as a person, as a human, and as like your bio-individual self. You may not need to be living up to those people's standards in terms of financial success. You don't have to be making six figures to be successful as long as the life that you want to live is achievable in the amount that you're making. Which brings us to the next one of career. Career is having a purpose that nourishes you and compensates you fairly can affect satisfaction, life balance, and well-being. People spend more than half their waking hours at work, so you need to feel enjoy or you need to feel fulfilled and enjoy it. Tying along with this for all of my college people, education. And even the people who aren't in college, I'm consistently trying to find new avenues to keep learning from. This is where the health coaching training program that I'm doing comes in. And after the wedding, I'm going to do a program through Duke. And so I'm consistently looking for new avenues of education. But you can do this by exploring traditional formats of acquiring knowledge like school or non-traditional formats such as engaging in self-study about yourself and being curious in all experiences to continually grow. The next one I want to dive into is home cooking, which we talked about in the creative sense, but it's also its own area of primary food individually. And it's all about nourishing the physical body that you feed your mental, spiritual, and emotional selves. Sharing food can be an act of self-care, but also an expression of love for others. So how can you turn cooking for yourself at home into fulfilling other areas that will nourish you on the inside, but also on the outside by Like last night, Will cooked me dinner because I was at puppy kindergarten with Tucker until seven. And so I came home and he had dinner all prepared. And it was such an act of kindness, an act of service that I loved. But it was also centered around this healthy homemade meal of salmon, broccoli, and rice. And was just nourishing from the inside and out. Going along with home cooking, another aspect of primary food is your home environment. This includes the physical living space, the people you interact with regularly, your neighborhood, and your natural surroundings. Larger scale includes city, country, state. Your home environment includes everything that surrounds you throughout the day and has the potential to either energize or drain you. So going through your home and looking for things that you can declutter or reorganize or having a specific space for your meditation and journaling practice in the morning can make all the difference in whether you're energized to do something or if it's draining you and you're never going to get to it in life. Lastly, the last primary food that we'll talk about today out of the 12 areas is health. And this one is just meaning your full body health, your mind, your spirit, your emotional, your physical health overall, and meeting all of those different aspects of health without judgment can improve your overall happiness and ability to feel satisfied. So increasing in all of those areas, how are you feeling overall in your health journey? And if you're feeling satisfied in that, 
excellent. Maybe we focus on a different primary food right now to nourish her even more. But if that is low, what other areas can we bring in to help increase that? Like maybe it's the physical food, or sorry, physical activity primary food that we can increase to promote joy and happiness in health. So I just ran through all the areas of primary food, but what's important to know about these food groups is that they overlap so intensely. So take anger for an example. Anger can cause overeating or overspending. And so by noticing the areas you overlap in, you can find distinctions and discover areas that may need more balance. So there's a free resource that it will be uploaded to my blog and I'll post it on Instagram too that's called the Circle of Life Tool. And it basically has all of the primary food groups on pie slices in a circle. And so what you do with this tool is you mark on the line of the primary food that you're looking at at the moment And mark where you think you fall on a scale of 1 to 10. Just where do you think you fall in that area? Which ones maybe you don't really have a social life right now. Like I just moved. I'm not like super in-depth and ingrained in my social life at the moment. And so that one is probably going to be towards a 3. But somewhere where I feel really secure, like my education, I might feel like it's a nine or a 10, and also I'll mark it there. And once you do that for all 12 areas, you have this kind of, you can connect all the dots and you can see the circle of your life. It won't be a perfect circle by any means, but by looking at the circle, you can find which areas need attention in and which areas you may naturally inclined to, which can help tell you how to spend your days and how to increase your joy and mood to create a more holistic human being and just live your liveliest life. It'll flow with life. It'll come and go. Things will change. So doing this tool several times a year will really give you a holistic view of how you're doing, what areas you can improve on, and what areas you're excelling in. So I encourage you to go check that out on the blog, check it out on my Instagram, and really take a deep dive into these primary foods so that you can become one step closer to working to be the healthiest version of you that you can be. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of Wellness Wednesday. We'll be back next week talking all about secondary food, which is that nutrition, getting right into the in-depth parts of the next layer of your health. I look forward to talking to you then. Have a great week and remember, let us all be lively.